25 minutes to five. Well, after the Tom Jonas Zach Butters head clash, thought it wise to get neuroscientist, concussion expert, friend of show, Professor Alan Pearson. Doc, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me again. Are you surprised both players went back on? Oh, absolutely. I um, I, I, I uh, sort of saw the footage and expected that they would be, you know, both off for the rest of the game. Um, but then was it was quite surprised to see what what had transpired. So you would have ruled them out. Bang! The vision you see, you 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 witnessed, they're out. Yeah. Yeah, because the consensus statement that you know everyone adheres to around the world says that if you are seeing clear signs of a concussion after a, an observable impact, you take them off and they do not return to play. Um, and I think that's really important because we know that concussion can be an evolving injury. So while they're you know being assessed, at least you know things might change over time. Um, so we don't want players to go back on you know too quickly. Um, being, you know, in the same game because uh, complications can occur. So, in your expert opinion, the threshold of the AFL concussion protocol is too low. Maybe it needs revisiting. Um, I think it's always a work in progress. So, yes, I think, uh, you know, they can look at examples like this and and learn from it and, and readjust as necessary. I think it's important given that, you know, we still have so much to learn about concussion and uh, trauma to the brain and how different people react differently. Um, I think we all, we, it's, a, it's a learning process, ongoing learning process, and I don't think there is any, any, any shame or any concern in the fact that we need to constantly readdress it and update it for the safety of the players and the health of their brains. Ports Club Doctor, very experienced. There was an independent AFL club doctor uh, assessed both players in match after the game and now today, and the AFL's come out and said, according to the protocol, Everyone did everything right. It's all signed off. Nothing to look at here. Are you going, wow? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm certainly not here to try and criticise the medical opinions of of, uh, of the doctors. Uh, basically, what I'd like to try and suggest is that we, we always err on the side of caution for the long-term outcomes. You know, this is something that we are seeing, obviously, you know, more and more with players uh, many years down the track having issues and concerns. So, you know, for us, I think we, we, we can't just assume that the brain is something like a hamstring. We have to treat it with so much more respect that I would always be erring on the side of caution. And after a, a fairly significant impact like we saw last night, I, I don't understand why we just can't keep the players off, irrespective of how the game is going to go. You know, player health comes first. Um, it might be the difference between them playing in a few years' time because we don't know how, how this is going to play out with repeated concussions. Okay, so it's just another example in your eyes where the protocol needs to be rewritten or revisited. Yeah, as I said before, I think it's something that we need to just keep okay. learning from. Yeah. Um, whilst I have you, Dr Pierce, um, is it dangerous to drink immediately after a concussion? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes, that's something we do not because the brain has inflammation. So just like uh, other injuries, we don't recommend alcohol because it... it it continues to keep the uh, tissues inflamed, so absolutely not. Okay. And then would it also be dangerous if a teammate was then to punch that drunken player in the head? Well, that's 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 the, the issue, wasn't it? That, uh, 
yeah, that was that was a, an unfortunate event, and and certainly you wouldn't want to have any extra impacts to the brain um, on top of alcohol. Yeah, and then that player that punched him has no penalty by the AFL. You must laugh sometimes, Alan. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm laughing now, so I'm, I'm yeah, okay. I am a bit puzzled by all of that. Okay, well, keep up the great work behind the scenes with studies of the brain and concussions, and as always, thanks for your time. Uh, not a problem, and anyone from Adelaide can come over for assessments too. I, I'm more than happy to help out. Yeah, give that a plug again, the Brain Bank. Yes, so we have the Australian Sports Brain Bank, which is in, based in Sydney, but I do clinical testing here in, in Melbourne as well. You're a star. Thanks, Doc. No problem. Thanks for having me. Neuroscientist, concussion expert, Professor Alan Pierce, our guest. And this is why the confusion, a lot of text messages coming through on this. Corey said, I'm no expert, just asking. I thought the 20-minute concussion was to see if the player was concussed after the head clash. How can you know straight away? Which is a valid point that people are asking the question. Someone said, Port Adelaide have a history of sending players back on the ground after a head knock. Similar thing occurred with Hamish Hartlett, which was uh, reported on last night. That was back in 2016. Port Adelaide copped a $20,000 fine from that. Here's where I sit with it. It's got nothing to do with Port the Club, its doctors, or its integrity. This is about the incident, that incident, regardless of the team. We'd have said and asked the same questions to the football manager, whether it was Neil Baum mm-hmm. at Richmond, about that incident in the 20-minute protocol. That's the head scratch and all of this. And maybe, just maybe, the protocols do need revisiting. And I'll say it again, and I did it in the opener. If these are the protocols, and it was just a head clash, which it was accidental, the players got up, came off, and were assessed by a leading doctor that we all respect, and were sent back out there, I'm happy with that. If they haven't got concussion, That's right. they haven't got concussion. But and End of story. And Dr. Fisher has ticked it off, understandably, and the AFL have yeah. ticked off Dr. Fisher, so you can understand So it does that. work. But you can still ask the question, That's as all Dr. We're doing. Pierce is doing. That's all we're doing. Is it enough? Is it enough? Because right now, with the letter of the law, everyone's done the right thing. There, there is go. no blame here at all. Forget the look of it. Medically, it's been ticked off. Let's go to Dave at North Haven. Rory, how are you going? Yeah, good. Listen, I just want to make a few points about the game yesterday, yeah? Um, and Hinkley later. Um, look, these umpires crucified us at the wrong time the game. It's about time, you know, there should be neutral umpires because the umpires in Melbourne umpire to the crowd. Especially your know, Richmond crowd's pretty vocal. They umpire to the crowd. When they scream, they give Richmond a free. If, if there's no noise and ports deserve a free, just hush. They don't give a free. They play to the crowd. And they should have neutral umpires, like one from Queensland, one from Western Australia, one from New South Wales, and they umpire the game. So there, there'll be no bias, you know mm. what I mean? Well, there's no not thing. enough good umpires out there, Dave, to be true. And there is a voice of affirmation. I'm 100% with you. Dave, uh, 100%. Dave wants to talk about Ken. Oh. Dave? I want to talk a few things, but before I get to Ken, I want to talk about uh, Robbie Gray, yeah? Uh, Robbie Gray, he doesn't train. To, you, you're old school. I know you're old school, and if you don't train, you don't play. That's the old coaches say. He hardly ever trains, and it was showing up yesterday. His effort on the ball and chasing and, you know, like putting any pressure on him, but it was non-existent. He's too slow, and he I don't know what's wrong with him this year, but he is getting old. The only one player I'll keep that's old, and that'd be Bokey. Another thing, Motlop, how long has he got to go before he gets a kick in the bum, yeah? And one guy who played a little bit better, but still burns the ball, is Burn Jones. Now I'll go down to Hinkley, okay? Mm. Now listen, Laddams, did you see Laddams play against Richmond two weeks ago? Yeah. He, he took... Both those Ruckman on and played a top game, yeah? And you know why he's at Richmond? I mean, why he's at Sydney? 
Well, I don't think they liked him, Dave, to be no, honest. I'll tell you why, because he went up to Hinckley and said, I want to be number one ruckman. And Hinckley said to him, no, Leicester's our number one. Instead of saying, listen, you'd show me that you want to be number one pre-season, mm. and uh, you know whoever's better at pre-season will be number one ruckman. But instead of saying, no, you're, you're not going to be number one, well, the well, guy left. Dave, do you know that to be fact? One more thing. Did you hear that in the pub or you know that to no, be fact? We'll move on. We don't, who knows what conversation. The only people that know the conversation no, I like Dave. between. No, passionate. But, but yeah, that's a bit harsh, that one. Sorry, Dave. Hello, Ken. <coughs> oh, good day, boys. Yeah, that's a hard act to follow. <laughs> yeah, um, he's not happy, Dave. <laughs> no. Um, just uh, before I bring up my point, what that chap just said about having neutral umpires, well, the same thing can happen when they come to Adelaide. Um, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're going to be influenced by the crowd, in Melbourne, then they can be influenced by, influenced by the crowd. Of course they can. Adelaide. Yes, of course they I, can. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but what I wanted to talk They've got to be better was, than that, what I'm saying, Ken. <laughs> well, yeah, but what yeah. I really wanted to bring up just uh, quickly was um, about the umpires and, and being biased and, and so on. Um, I'm not sure now whether it was just before the, uh, the eight-minute mark of the second quarter or the third quarter, I can't remember which mm-hmm. now, but the ball was in Richmond's goal square and there were two holding the balls that should have gone against Port Adelaide that didn't and a few minutes down the uh, down the middle of the ground later the same incident happened and this time it was uh, a free kick awarded to Port Adelaide for Richmond holding the ball so it, you know, it swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts, Swings and roundabouts. Thank you, Ken. Just before we get to the traffic, uh, Nick Vloston has been charged with rough conduct on Todd Marshall from last night. $2,000 sanction, a careless, low impact, high contact, $3,000 down to two with an early plea. Have your say. 8223 0000. Lots of text messages. We'll get to those emails as well. Our caller of the day, along with the callers and the emails from yesterday in the running for the Villies V8 Supercars helmet, which you can see if you're watching us on live stream on Facebook and on YouTube.